Hey everyone, and welcome to your daily dose of Healing to Shift, where the goal is to heal our souls and to transform our minds so we can transform our lives. This is truly a self-love journey, and it starts with you. Welcome back, ladies. How is everyone doing? How was your guys' week? How's it going on this awesome Monday? Um, it's beautiful outside, and I hope the weather is, is nice where you are as well. And I hope that you guys had an amazing weekend and just was able to just chill and have a good time with yourself or with family or whatever it may be, you know. We... um. My daughter and I, we didn't do, oh, she was at her dad's. She was at her dad's this uh, past weekend. And yeah, so I got her back yesterday. So it was really, really nice to see her. And um, we're always full of hugs and kisses and also some deprogramming and reprogramming, uh, of course, from, from being in two different households. But, you know, we make it work. But anywho, uh, I wanted to talk to you guys today about healing from the wounds of unanswered whys. Healing from unexplained wounds is hard, ladies. And, you know, just life isn't fair. And sometimes we're reminded of how unfair life is through the emotional wounds caused by something or by someone. And what heightens the unfairness of the emotional wound is not knowing the answer to the whys. Why is this happening to me? Why did they treat me like this? Why are they not acknowledging how I feel? Why didn't God hear me? Why was this the outcome? Why did they have to go? And the list goes on. Even in prayer, those things can go unanswered. And that is tough, ladies. Now, I have had the privilege of meeting some awesome women with awesome stories. All of them have relayed an experience to me about something they went through that they did not know the answer to their whys. And many times they never got the answer. This has led some of these women to become so emotionally pained that they found it difficult to uh, navigate through life and have a positive and healthy mindset. Sometimes some of these women were so affected by the unanswered whys that it was hard for them to move past it. They kept dwelling on it. And you could even say that it consumed them. Some of these women would even talk about it over and over again, and not to necessarily vent to heal, but to vent with the thought that if they kept talking about it, maybe the answer would reveal itself to their unanswered why. And maybe they would have that aha moment. But unfortunately, that's not how it works. Something else that some of us do when we don't have the answer to our whys is we will go through life as if those things did not happen. We suppress our emotions and store away our thoughts deep within the back of our heads because this is the only way we can press on in life. We are doing our best to keep our composure and to keep ourselves together without falling apart in pieces. We are doing our best not to have an emotional breakdown. We also may find that the pain from the unanswered why is too grim and difficult to face or come to grips with, which leads us to suppress. 
And this isn't a healthy way to cope because research shows that there is a link between suppressing our emotions and health problems. Now, I know some people will say, why not you? Everything happens for a reason or God only gives his hardest battles to his strongest soldiers. Some will even say it happened because it was meant to happen. But how are those comments comforting? How do they reassure us of God's love for us? They don't. Many of us have a hard time moving past hurts and trauma because of those unanswered whys. Some wounds run deeper than someone offending us. Some wounds are caused from loss, disappointments, and unforeseen occurrences. But no matter how the emotional wound was caused, we want closure because we think that is what we need in order to heal. We want understanding, and we feel that this is this so-called closure can come from receiving answers to our whys. Because when you don't understand why something is happening to you or what the cause of it is, it makes you feel confused, helpless, and even hopeless. Sometimes we want closure in the form of an apology, explanation, or ownership of the offense. But here's the thing. Even if you were to get the answer to why, an explanation, or an apology, this does not guarantee that your emotional wound will heal. In fact, in many cases, people have found no comfort when they did receive those things because the emotional pain was still not addressed. And I will give an example of that later. Also, we can spend our lives seeking the answer to why or waiting on someone to apologize or to take ownership for what they did, but in most cases, it will never happen. The point is, you're emotionally wounded, and some wounds are so deep that an answer, explanation, or apology does not mend the wound. Once you're hurt, you're hurt. And in many cases, it's going to take a lot more than an apology or explanation to bring us a measure of relief and healing. Also, something else to keep in mind is that emotional wounds never close. In fact, the wounds are always open, but you can heal. And I'm bringing this out because closure means the act of closing or a comforting and satisfying sense of finality. Healing does not mean closing emotional wounds. It means mending them, patching them up with love, care, and attention. So here's what I found, ladies. Healing involves you and you alone. We have to do the work to heal and we can. The work varies depending on what the emotional wound is. Something else to keep in mind is healing is an ongoing process. We can feel great emotionally one day, week or month, and next thing we know, we uh, something reminds us of what happened and our thoughts begin to stir up emotions within us again. The good thing is each time we are faced with a recall of emotional pain, the impact is not as intense. Now we have to put in the work that we have put in so far to heal some more. But the key is you are witnessing healing progression. We can reach a point where we do recall an emotionally painful moment and it doesn't impact our emotions the way it used to. We can speak out our emotionally painful experiences without welting up in tears and having anxiety or feeling depressed. 
some practical steps we can take to heal or progress in our healing is speak to someone. Whether the person is a professional, friend, a coach, or mentor, speak to someone you can trust that can give you an unbiased opinion and helpful feedback if necessary without passing any judgment. Read self-help books. There is a ton of information out there that can help you with your specific problem. I have found self-help books to be extremely helpful because it gives a fresh perspective on the matter and reading a few different ones will give you alternate ways to cope and heal from your emotional wound. Right. And, you know, I've already told you ladies this, I believe in writing and journaling it's it's just a healing, but write how you feel in a journal. Sometimes you're sometimes getting your feelings out on paper is a relief. It is also helpful if you don't have someone you feel like you can talk to. Um, writing is an emotional cleansing and allows you to be completely vulnerable and transparent without any judgment. And writing also helps you to keep track of your progress. Listen to a motivational speech. YouTube has a ton of motivational speeches which address various topics. You just have to be specific in your in, in the in the search field. Enter motivational speech on healing from dot dot dot. And YouTube is my friend. I have found so many motivational speeches that have gave me a measure of comfort and understanding and healing. Pray. Pray and pray some more. It took me years to appreciate prayer, and that's because I was looking for something miraculous to happen. But something I realized is you got to be consistent, honest, and patient. Even if you never get an answer to your unanswered why, God can and will bring you comfort. All right. I want to share two examples of people that have experienced unanswered whys. And the first example I want to bring out is in relation to what I stated earlier. Sometimes when we do receive an answer, it brings little to no comfort because the emotional pain is still not addressed. So let's see what we can glean from both of these examples. So the first example that stood out to me as I was doing my outline for this podcast is in reference to our unanswered why is this girl I knew many years ago when I lived in Washington. She was a very sweet girl, but I could tell that she was a bit mentally disturbed when I would speak to her. And she 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 wasn't off mentally. She just had some thoughts or memories that caused her some mental and emotional anguish. One day she invited me over to her home because she needed to talk. When I got there, she started relaying to me that she and her four sisters were sexually abused by their father. She has spent the majority of her life suppressing what he did to her and to her sisters. The weekend prior to me being at her home, she had went home with her sisters because her mom called and had said that their dad was in a hospital about to die. So the oldest sister encouraged all of the sisters to fly home so they could face their father with the hope of getting their unanswered why, which was, why did he do this to us? When her and her sisters arrived at the hospital, the older sister asked their father, why? Why did you do this to us? What my friend told me sickened me. 
I'm not going to go into his response. It's just not even worth repeating. But what I will say is he had zero remorse. And what's interesting is, and it has nothing to do with the topic, but I do want to mention it because I believe everything happens for a reason. Right after his remorseless response, he took his last breath and died. Good riddance. Now, they did get an answer, but it definitely was not the answer they were hoping for, which was a response of remorse, regret, and apologies. And so unfortunately, they all left the hospital disappointed in more emotional pain and angered. Now, they went to their mother's home to ask her why she never did anything about it because she knew what their father was doing to them. Her mother tells them in so many words to get over it. It happened to her and it happened to her mother. And I'm just going to end that right there. But I will say this, 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 this girl I knew started spiraling down a path of bad decisions due to her emotional pain. So she went from suppressing to now spiraling down an emotionally destructive path. She even rushed into marriage to a man she barely knew because she wanted to feel loved. But unfortunately, she found out that he was living a double life. And so uh, their marriage came to a swift end. She was really letting her emotions control her, which is understandable. She also harbored a lot of resentment towards her mom, and that is, you know, understandably so. She got to that point because she believed she couldn't heal or move forward because of what her father and her mother said brought no comfort. It actually caused her and her sisters more emotional pain. And maybe that has changed by now, at least I hope it has. We lost contact many years ago, but my point is this. She thought that healing began with her parents and because she did not receive the healing she was seeking or hoping for out of her parents, she journeyed on a path of more emotional pain. The next example I want to mention is the example of Job and Job from the Bible. Many of of us are already familiar with the account of Job, but for those that aren't, um, I'll just go through a quick briefing. Job was a blessed and wealthy man. Job 1 verse 2 and 3 says Job has seven sons and three daughters. His possessions or livestock amounted to thousands, which you can read about in verse 3 for greater details. Verse 1 of Job chapter 1 says Job was perfect and upright. He feared God and shunned what was evil. So he was a good man and did what was right. But in one day, his life changed because Satan challenged Job's love for God by making the claim that Job only served God for selfish benefits and not out of pure uh, love and devotion for God. Now, Job 1 verse 9, Satan asks God, does does Job fear God for nothing? And we'll go into verse 10 through 12. Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, 
All that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and he did just so. Job had everything taken away from him in just one day. He lost his children, servants, livestock, and all of his wealth. But his life, Satan did not touch. And you can read about all of this um, in greater details in verse 13 through 19. Now, this is deep, ladies, but it doesn't end there. Satan makes another false claim in Job 2 verse 4 saying, saying to God, skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. Verse five, but stretch out your hand now and strike his bone and flesh, and he will surely curse you to your very face. Verse six, God said, he's in your hands. Do not take his life. And this is a summarization. And then verse seven, Satan struck Job with painful boils all over his body. Now there's more to this story. Just to summarize, it's not bad enough that Job is experiencing deep sorrow and grief. Now he's been struck with painful boils all over his body. And a boil is a pus-filled bump that develops under your skin. So he's in bad shape. All right. He's in such bad shape that in verse nine of Job chapter two, his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. A curse means to, to um, threaten or pronounce evil on someone or something. So Job's wife was telling him to invoke evil upon God and die. Like, just get it over with already. And do you know what Job's reply to her was? Verse 10 says, but he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. Now listen, I'm quite sure she spoke out of her own pain. I get it. But can you imagine that in your state of grief and pain, that this is what your spouse or someone close to you has for you? And then, and again, this is a summary. To make matters worse, three of Job's friends came to comfort him, but they weren't very comforting. How many of us can relate to this when it comes to some of our friends? And I'm going to leave that alone. All right, so the final scripture I want to focus on is Job 1 verse 21, which is just one example of Job's humility, but it's one that touched me deep. Job says in verse 21, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is a heartfelt scripture. Job's reasoning, perception, and mindset towards everything that just happened to him was mind-blowing to me. Job was already on the path to healing. He's basically saying that God gave it to me, so he has the right to take it away. Either way, I love him. I wanted to mention two emotionally impactful experiences because something I hope that was highlighted is that even with an answer to our unanswered whys, that does not guarantee our wounds will heal. 
Also, perception is everything. Now, granted, positive perception is hard depending on what it is you have went through or are going through. I have had a difficult time with this and I can relate with the reaction of the girl I knew in Washington, but I can also relate with Job's and I am not going to speak on the girl I knew in Washington because you can't tell someone how to feel, nor can you tell them how to cope or how to deal with something. You can only give them suggestions or advice. But uh, so I want you to glean what you glean from her experience. But I will speak on Job's experience. All of us have been through something and a whole lot of somethings that have challenged our faith and our integrity in God. We have asked the question, why? Why is this happening? Why me? Why isn't he doing something about it? Why doesn't he heal me? Why doesn't he fix the problem? I've experienced a lot of pain in, in my life, y'all. And some of that pain made me question God. And at times I was mad at him. And sometimes I wanted nothing to do with him. But I realized something that humbled me and gave me a degree of peace. There is purpose, not only in everything God does, but in everything he allows or disallows. God did not cause those things to happen to Job, but he did allow them. That is a bitter pill to swallow. The experiences that have caused me emotional pain were not caused by God. But you know what I realized? It's not about me. There is a reason why God allows or disallows things to happen that is bigger than our human and imperfect understanding. That is beyond what we could comprehend or see. I had to learn to respect God's way of doing things, even if it hurt me. Once I got that concept, I started to experience peace and was able to heal from so much of my emotional pain. So me being mad at God and turning away from him only hurt me. Now, let's be real. All right. When it's something good, we digest it well. We welcome it and we show gratitude for it. But for Job to still praise God and have that type of reasoning and integrity, despite the bad, the loss, the grievance, and the pain, it shows how much Job loved God. That is unconditional love. So this is a great lesson for us. One, will we still love God when things don't turn out well for us and there is no answer to our whys? And two, there is a reason for everything God allows and disallows. In other words, there is purpose in our pain. All right. Well, ladies, I hope that that has helped you in some way or maybe somebody else. That ends our chat for today. Have an amazing week and an even more amazing weekend. If there is a topic you would like me to discuss, feel free to reach me at contact at barrettallmommy.com. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram for more tips and encouragement at barrettallmommy. I will see you ladies next week.